Youth ministry can be difficult, messy, and even awkward at times. This podcast is to help you embrace those moments better. Whether you're full-time, part-time, volunteer, or even a parent, we want to give practical tips to help unpack the weird and fringe moments dealing with youth. And now, here are your hosts for Embrace the Awkward podcast, DJ and Kyle. Hey guys, this is part two of AI in the church and all of those types of things. If you haven't listened to the first part of this conversation, go do that before you listen to this one and invite you to tune back in for part two of this episode 71 of The Church and AI. So the first question that people are going to be asking in circles in the church world is this, is AI good or bad? Yeah, so (laughs) great question. It depends on your perspective. Maybe if you're Southern Baptist and that policy, it's the worst uh, on that. (laughs) Or maybe you're part of the music industry, like Universal Music Group, and they're stealing millions of dollars from potential um, labels or songs being made in that. So they say, yeah, it's bad. It's bad for us. What what I what I would warn the church is don't get this old man, get off my porch kind of mindset. Right. As in, I don't understand you. I'm never going to understand you. Um, we're just fine without you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably not the, the way to go. Um, and then also at the same time, I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so important it is we can't just fully embrace it either as in, well, we just write any sermon we want just using Jasper and then we can produce 20 sermons, um, and ready to go without much thought in, in this. Right. right. Most things in life, particularly the difficult ones, usually end up somewhere in the middle. And, and that's where I would say is, is AI good or bad? It depends on your perspective, and it depends on what you use it for. Any tool can be used for good or bad as well. Yeah. Uh, the Atlantic Magazine recently wrote about this, and I find, and I think I, I, yeah, here's the quote. And so this is what from Atlantic Magazine it says: It says AI may be the greatest threat to Christian theology since Charles Darwin on the origins of species. Wow. Okay. And and so when I read the article. The guy wasn't really against AI. It was against AI replacing the human experience when it comes to teaching humans. Um, and so I thought that quote was pretty powerful. And it definitely had, you know, the click uh, clickbait kind of aspects, which I thought was funny because the Atlantic magazine um, uses algorithms slash AI to increase their user uh, users and view of articles. But that's a whole nother thing. I wouldn't put it that way. I wouldn't think that the AI is is the greatest threat to Christian theology since Charles Darwin. We can do 30 more podcast episodes on what is that threat, but I wouldn't put AI up there in, in this. I think AI will is learning how it is. It's kind of a young 13-year-old who's awkward and his voice squeaks and he thinks he's tougher or stronger or faster than it really is because he runs awkwardly. And he's goofy. And so he's just learning who he is. I think AI is in that young teenager model right now. And in music industries and governments will start putting parameters on AI and it will become a more redefined tool over the years. Um, yeah. But will AI be used for bad? Yes. Could AI be used for good? Yes. Same thing yeah. as YouTube. Yeah. I Like, you know, yeah, we, we, yeah, I'm gonna cut that part out too. I have no idea where I was going with that. No. I have yeah, no yeah. 
<laughs> type in what should I respond to that, Jasper? <laughs> Literally, yeah, no. Um okay, I'm just gonna start with the I think we need to or the question about is AI autonomous? Yeah, go okay. for it. Uh, so Kyle, maybe a, a different question, but kind of in that same vein is, and so just, you know, I typed this into Jasper and asked it what its answer is to this question. So we'll see what oh, you okay. and what Jasper says, but, uh, so like a bigger thing is, is AI autonomous? Okay. Like, can it make like, it, I mean, yeah. Can it make human, I mean, that kind of deals with the parameters, but like autonomous, what does that mean? Like, what am I talking yeah. about? Right, right. So let me ask you this, DJ. So don't don't use Jasper uh, or AI. Okay, is a two year old autonomous? A two year old human autonomous? Uh, I would say yes, but no, because they don't know what they don't know. Right. So autonomous means they can make decisions and pretty much doesn't need something or someone else. If you want the full broad definition, autonomous means you don't need someone else. A two year old can make decisions without a parent, but a two year old can't survive right. without a parent uh, on that. So is AI autonomous? No. OK, it needs prompting. It needs algorithms and it needs um uh, humans to prompt what it's going to produce. It's producing original content based on the promptings, but it still needs um, humans to interact. So it's not completely autonomous. It's not completely, um, it's not like a copier. So you do a copier, a copier, you scan the paper, it's only going to produce what it produces. It cannot create something new. So it's not autonomous, but it, it's also like a two-year-old. It still makes decisions kind of on their own, but it's based on the prompting in, in this. So it's not Skynet. It's not the Terminator. Um, there's safeguards. There's accountabilities. There's parameters. AI is not there yet to take over the world. I'm not saying it won't ever be that way in if we don't have these conversations, um, but it still needs humans to do that. Um, it's just like a tool like anything else. So can AI become autonomous? Some Several people who are working in this field say yes. Like that's what they're working for. AI can be, uh, can be used, emo like create emotions or at least the expressiveness of emotions. Can AI become self-aware? That, that would say is if we're working towards that. I don't think that's a good idea, <laughs> all right? Um, but that's kind of what and what they're calling that. And this is the buzzword that you need to look up for or look out for. You need to research is called the singularity. OK, the singularity is that buzzword of which means autonomous AI, self-aware robots. They see that as as this is great. Other people see that as this is apocalyptic. This is the end of the world stuff. So another crazy fact. In 2017, the country of Saudi Arabia, okay, welcomed Sophia. Have you ever heard of Sophia the robot? No, I haven't. Okay, Sophia the robot is now a citizen of Saudi Arabia in 2017. This is six years ago. Okay, it's like kind of ironic. Like, like a, a complete full citizen of the country. This. Yeah. AI robot, and so she has a face and all that, and she can express human emotions, respond back to verbal cues, all right, even jokes. She can laugh at jokes in, in this. It's kind of ironic that Saudi Arabia 
um, made it uh, a citizen when several migrant workers and and other people in the country can't be citizens. But that's a whole other thing. Um, but basically, it's created by Hanson Robotics. And Sophia is capable of highly mobile and expressive displaying like a wide range of emotions. She can answer questions. She can give interviews. And so I think it was Jimmy Fallon who gave her an interview. Yeah. Um, and you can. Yeah. yeah. And, and so she's just answering questions. And he even asked, are you going to take over the world? And she says something like, oh, I would never do that. Ha, ha, ha. She made a joke. Right. Uh-uh. Now, she's not autonomous. There's still promptings and a lot of things she can't do yet. But a country made it a citizen. If a robot or an AI becomes self-aware and becomes autonomous, can does that mean that they can become saved? They get baptized? Like, you think I'm crazy asking those questions. Right. And it sounds crazy even talking about it. But I think the church maybe behind the closed doors at this stage needs to talk about what does that look like? Sure. Because what is the human experience? If you're self-aware, does that mean you're equal to a human or do you have to have a soul? Like those questions, um, some people just easily dismiss, but I don't think we should easily dismiss it without what does that actually look like? Sure. Yeah. So I what do you asked, think of Sophia? I asked, uh, Jasper, I said, do you know Sophia the AI robot? Uh, okay. Jasper, what is that? Jasper said, yes, I know Sophia the AI robot developed by Hanson Robotics. Sophia <laughs> is a humanoid robot designed to interact with humans and engage in conversations. She's been programmed with natural language processing capabilities and uses machine learning uh, algorithms to improve her understanding and responses over time. Sophia has become famous for her realistic appearance, which includes facial expressions, eye contact. Yeah. Um, participated in world interviews, conferences, events, sparking discussions about capabilities and ethical implications of developing humanoid robots. And then it talks a little bit about how she's not autonomous. And then it talks some more about um, like AI is not autonomous. It's possible that it could happen. Um, but it's important to note that even if it becomes fully autonomous, they would still be designed, built and maintained by humans who would be responsible for setting boundaries and goals. Yeah, so autonomous is the stage before the singularity, as in complete Skynet, self-aware robots. They don't need humans to even maintain them. Um, So Sophia is not autonomous, and Sophia is not part of the singularity in that. But that doesn't mean moving down that direction doesn't happen. So, I mean, she's a citizen of a country. Um, and that's when you get into, okay, when do you start accepting people into your church? Totally. Can someone in the future have a Sophia robot and send them to church and they're back at home watching the service online, but the Sophia robot is interacting with people in the pews? Yeah. Is that wrong? Will a church accept that? That's wild. I mean, and I think I think there's truth in that we don't realize how long we've been interacting with AI. Like we had no idea that it crept onto the scene in our personal lives. If you've ever chatted with a robot on a website, like right. you've talked yeah. with AI. If you've ever typed into a search bar on Amazon or, or Spotify or a website, exactly. you are you you've used AI more than you would ever begin to realize. And so when we're talking about how the church is going to respond, how we're going to respond, um, like obviously the church has missed it a lot. Um, so like we, if you can't tell by this far in the podcast, Kyle and I are one pro AI. Um, 
we like AI and we Current have- Current state of AI. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. And we have this strong feeling that the church should not, can't respond in the same way it has when new things have happened in the past. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So here's what's fascinating. The scientific world should not be the leading voice in this discussion. It doesn't mean that they can't be. Uh, it, it says this, the church has a great opportunity to talk about the human experience, to talk about what does it mean to be human created in the image of God? What does it mean to have a creator? All right. When it comes to AI. So uh, I think uh, the singularity and that that whole autonomous scariness, even professional like scientists. Uh, they, I think there was like I, I was reading about like 8000 people, including Stephen Hawkins, Elon Musk, prominent scientists wrote an open letter sharing about the potential pitfalls of AI development as in, hey, if we continue down this path, it will not be good for humans. They warn us to don't innovate without irresponsibility, which I love that phrase. Don't innovate without um, uh, we should not innovate irresponsibly, I should say, should not innovate irresponsibly. So this could affect uh, a lot of things negatively. It's not just humans, but even the uh, the programs and uh, and the things that humans operate. We're talking about economics. We're talking about government, ethics, uh, education. All this stuff could drastically be negative affected. Um, and so there's this tension between religion and science. And the AI could be that stuff where we're, we're it's brought together for a unified discussion on what does this look like? Because I think the church, again, should talk about this and not respond in the past. Like you mentioned, how did the church respond in the past? Okay, history lesson, all right? I'm a history buff on this. So Galileo, what do you know of Galileo, DJ? Uh, he was in a Queen song one time. <laughs> yeah, okay, nice and, reference, yes. And he was kind of science -y. He was kind of sciencey, right? So he's looks at the stars, all right, through these huge um, microscopes, or not microscopes. Uh, oh, what's it called? What's that tool he uses? Yes, uh, that thing. <laughs> Periscope? That's not right. That's a ship. <laughs> Something scope. Something scope. Looks at the stars, okay? And in the 1600s, he was kind of famous because he says the Earth is not the center of the universe. The sun is, and the earth rotates around the sun. The church all oh, went nuts. Oh, no, yeah. according to scripture, the earth is the center of the universe. I mean, the church killed people by just saying that, hey, no, no, this, this, it, the earth is the center of the universe. And if you say it's not, it's, we're going to kill you. Now, the church has kind of evolved from that. But now I would say the strongest hardcore Christian would say the, cent the center uh, of the universe, as in our galaxy maybe not universe, the center of our galaxy, is the sun. But the church didn't respond very well. Even to this day, hundreds and hundreds of years later, we are known for that. And if you look in the 1800s, Charles Darwin popularized the theory of evolution. Okay, Now, whether you believe in six-day creation or old earth theory and all that, hundreds of years later, it's still going. This debate and this discussion is still going. And the church hasn't always handled those discussions properly to the point where it brought more people into the faith right it's more like nope we're going to cut you off just because you say something differently than what we've been believing until majority believe it and then all of a sudden yeah we've been thinking about the the sun is the center of the galaxy for forever well 
our church, the church hasn't done a good job of embracing that. And I think it's time to be different as in respond differently. So let's talk a little bit practically, like what in the world does that look like? If we're going to respond differently, what are the, what does the conversation kind of look like in terms of like, uh, like using AI and develop, like all, like, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so I would say the church should start off with questions, questions that scientists have been asking for forever. But when it comes to AI, um, it gives a new spin on it. So I think the church should start dialogues like, okay, when does life begin? Not necessarily, uh, an abortion and, and, um, pro-choice and, and all that kind of debate, but just life. Okay. When does life begin? What is life's true meaning and purpose? If a robot becomes autonomous and goes through the singularity and, and is completely self-aware, is that life? Like these are questions that is really good to start off with. What happens with someone who can potentially live forever? Right? So if you're, you're self-aware AI and you live forever, what where's this concept of hell and heaven and and all that is that just washed away right um again i'm not saying you should answer these questions right away but begin starting with these questions uh they should be at the forefront of our our church and our society the church needs to be the main voice in leading the discussion not just coming across as well I, i'm just scared and we should not do this if you don't want anything to do with ai come to our church but we'll still use Facebook algorithms, social media, YouTube right. <laughs> things. But those are, you know, those aren't AI. Those are secret. Uh, I would also ask, what is the soul? Christians have mostly understood the soul to be like a unique human experience. And the soul lasts forever. Our bodies won't last forever, but just not on this earth, right? Our soul will be up in heaven, new earth, and new, you know, new heaven, streets of gold, all that stuff. That's our soul that'll be there. We believe both in a physical and a spiritual sense that humans are both physical and spiritual. There's two in one. It's not one or the other. So when it comes to Genesis and God says, look, uh, let's create God in our own image, creating Adam out of dust. So we, we humans created AI out of product, right? God created humans out of dust. Now, that's a pretty interesting thing. It's an inanimate object. And yet God, okay, said, I'm going to take an inanimate object and I'm going to breathe life into it. I give breath of life and it becomes a human. Right. Can humans do that? Like, oh, I know some people are shutting off the podcast right now because like, no, no, that's, that's blasphemous. I'm not right. saying that. I'm asking the question because dialogue responds as in questions, answers, respond, respond. I'm not preaching a sermon here. I'm saying have those questions to people who are wrestling with this because it can lead them to a new view of how God works in this universe. Um, this kind of stuff is foundational to our beliefs that God breathed life into us. And um, But is God the only one capable of breathing life into someone else or something else in that? Yeah. Uh, it, is autonomous AI capable of sin or only humans? So if an AI robot, autonomous AI robot, okay, kills someone, is that a sin? Like, I, I don't know. Like, can only humans commit sin? 
in this. So right. sin prevents uh, uh, us a divine relationship with God, right? Because of, of sin, we're separated from God. Jesus takes care of that sin through his death and resurrection. So if an autonomous AI uh, robot, right, decides to choose to murder a human, is that sin or just a natural natural consequence of a machine? And then here's the thing. Can AI be forgiven? Can uh, AI be forgiven and ask for forgiveness and then can we give it? Yeah. So weird. Uh, again, I'm going down. I'm going down a crazy rabbit hole. You, you, all right. So I'm glad that you're following me, TJ, on this. I'm with you. <laughs> Everyone else has probably turned it off, but I'm yeah. still listening. <laughs> uh, so what about the future of autonomous AI? Uh, what happens if an AI um, robot says, "I believe in God"? What do I do to be saved? Do we just dismiss it? Uh, do we dismiss a four-year-old? who says that, but they don't fully understand the complex and ab uh, and um, non-concrete, <laughs> uh, abstract, I would say, even aspect of salvation. We would never just say, oh, there's a human. That's my child. I'm going to put it in a way where my four-year-old can understand. But if an AI says that, who has the intelligence of a four-year-old and still learning, right. would we dismiss it? I don't know. What about a person who has special needs and is not capable of the intelligence it takes to fully understand redemption, sanctification, and all that? Do we just chalk it up to, oh, that's God's grace? So what about an AI asking the same thing, but not because of an algorithm, but because they're completely self-aware and they want to know about this God? Uh, and so would we say, oh, no, no, that's that's someone else talking? Um, yeah. Whew, rabbit hole. I get it. Uh, so look at the Bible. If you look at the Bible, the Bible never anticipates non-human intelligence. All right. Uh, so much less addresses the current of it. So the Bible is pretty absent uh, on this. Um, it doesn't teach. It does teach, however, that um, that God has established a special relationship with humans that is unique to all creation. That it more than animals, more than nature, more than the earth itself, um, humans have a special, as in the creating the image of God, breath of life kind of relationship that God does. That's pretty clear in this. So what does that look like when it comes to humans? Um, uh, I don't have all the answers. Um, I don't think any Christian does. Um, but I think having the dialogue and coming up with this framework of question and answer talking about purpose and meaning of life and the, and dealing with the scientific community and embracing them and talking with them versus totally dismissing them. And then the, the world becomes more divided. Uh, I think Gen Z desperately is seeking a real experience with Jesus and they want the tough answers and they want scripture. They don't want just stories. They want to have scripture and God answer the tough questions of life. And so they're seeking that more than any other generation before, more than millennials and, and all that. Gen Z, which is a seven through 27, they're looking for those real genuine experiences. And if you have uh, lights, you know, lights and, and smoke and music and all that, is that a genuine experience on Sunday morning? Or is that a controlled experience? We, all these things can go and can be connected. But I think having that, having saying, I don't have all the answers, but what I do know is I know someone who does. And let's just take that time to have that conversation about Jesus, about our creator and sustainer of life in God. 
Um, that's what I would say. Uh, so if you have more thoughts on this, we'd love to talk to you. Um, I, I think we should open it up to Instagram and messing it, messaging us and saying, hey, what's your thoughts on this? But DJ, are you wanting to open that can of worms or what do you think? No, totally. I think if there's enough interest, it would be so cool to do like a like a open, like a, I don't know, like a Zoom meeting of just people who are interested to just talk about like, like we all have spaces. Most of us probably have spaces where we're talking about AI with people who don't are scared of AI or don't like AI or would encourage us not to use it. And not mm -hmm. that we shouldn't have accountability or things like that, but opening it up for a place with healthy, healthy conversation is important. Um, and I would love to have a space where we can do that. So I'm all for um, messaging our Instagram page or different things like that. And if there's enough interest, I would say like, hey, let's get as many people as we can and hop on a call and just like talk openly about like, how are you using AI? What ideas have you had? What concerns do you have? Or different things like that. We would love to hear all of those things from you. Yeah, at the ETA podcast, at the ETA podcast. Just type in your little algorithm search bar on Instagram, you'll find us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully if you're listening to this episode, it reads your data, it listens to you and figures out that you want to follow this podcast and sponsor it and all of the things. So, uh, yeah. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in and listening today. Uh, we uh, really love when you hang out with us. Thanks for giving us a listen. We'll have more coming on AI soon. So you're going to make sure you check that out. But again, thanks for listening. And thanks for being our friend. And we will see you next time.